Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Disfluencers podcast with Brandy and Dave. We were joined for episode 10 by Maria Papadakis, better known in the Disney Instagram community as Mini Maria Mouse. A lifelong Disney fan, Maria began her Instagram account in early 2018, which has, much like Ralph, broken the internet with Disney-bounding photos, videos, and stories of her antics of her frequent trips to Walt Disney World. During our conversation, Maria shared with us the origin story of Minnie Maria Mouse, including the reasons for her lifelong love for Disney, Disney-bounding, the art of taking a proper Disney wall picture, her take on Instagram, along with a whole bunch of of Disney talk. So be sure to follow her on Instagram at Mini Maria Mouse. So without any further ado, please enjoy this wide ranging conversation with Mini Maria Mouse, Maria Papadakis. That's awesome. That's that's awesome. That sounds like what I would do. Yeah, well. Yeah, I like your style. I like your style. I'm like, Dave, just add a few more days onto our trip. Yes. You know what? That I kid you not, that has happened so many times where my husband has had to go back to work and I stayed. <laughs> I'm the worst wife ever. I was like, I, 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 I didn't see this or I didn't see that. I'm going to stay just like two more days. Uh, I like my husband's that like, idea. Okay. I might, you know. Yes. Don't, don't give her any ideas, Maria. I'm going to say on. on our next trip, I'm going to say, Dave, I'm going to do a Maria stay. Oh. Go home. <laughs> and the kids exactly. and I will join you later. <laughs> yes, I, I didn't get to see it all. I need a little bit more time, you know. Well, um, and it's funny. My husband gets really jealous. Like, you know, most husbands would be like, oh, I miss you. My husband's like jealous. He's like, no, I want to be there at Epcot. You know, or I <laughs> it's not, I mean, it could have been me or him. It didn't matter. It was just like, oh, she's in Disney. Damn. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah well, the, 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 fu- the funny thing is, is that Brandy could actually make that happen because we usually go over the summer and she teaches. So the kids and her have Hello. no reason to come back. <laughs> There you go. Uh-huh. Call, call it pulling a Maria. There we go. Sorry, I'm pulling a Maria. Yeah, we'll, have to, we'll have to write that down. I love it. I think uh. that is a great idea. Yes. yes. Actually, my, actually, my mom calls it a pulling a Maria, too, because <laughs> when we would go back to Naples, my mom's in Naples, and my mom would go, where's Maria? And my husband would be like, oh, yeah, she's not coming home. <laughs> <laughs> we we had, she found something about Talking Mickey's leaving soon. Like at the time, Talking Mickey was leaving May 15th. I remember the date vividly because yes. I miss Talking Mickey so much. Um, but uh, she goes to my mom, Maria has to stay. And she goes, why? Because Talking Mickey is leaving. And my mother's like, what in the world? Like, Mickey will always be there. No, no, no. This is a different Mickey. Okay. All right. And my mom's like, something's really wrong with my, my child. Um, but after she saw the video of Talking Mickey, she was like, oh. And she she was kind of sad she missed Talking Mickey, too. Oh, so that hopefully was such they'll a bring cool... Talking Mickey back. Yeah. That was a really cool yeah, that experience. Was, that was fun. I remember because we, we didn't, I guess we didn't realize it because we were there. It was a couple weeks after that because it was like talking we Mickey. In June. Yeah. And then we went in June and we're like, why didn't Mickey talk this time? Like, it was, it was <laughs> yeah, confusing. It's weird. It was, the first time was weird not mm-hmm. hearing him speak. And I, I've come to terms with it. I don't want to, but I've come to terms <laughs> with it that he can't talk. Like, I, I had the best 
experiences with talking Mickey where he even said Philly cheesesteak to me once. Or we were talking about Philadelphia. And he was like, have you had a Philly cheesesteak? And I was like, like, I didn't even know how to respond. Of course I've had one, but like my brain exploded at that point. That <laughs> Mickey just asked if I had a Philly cheesesteak. And I was waiting. And my husband's like also floored about to, you know, wonder is he about to say Pastor Gino's. And then, then we would just probably die right there in the room. But like, you know, we've had amazing experiences with talking to Mickey. Um, probably because I go so much. Like, I just realized, I don't know if you're recording, but I, yeah. one thing about me is I go, <laughs> I kid you not, I probably go every day I'm in Disney to see Mickey. Are like, you it, 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 like, I cannot, it's as if I did not go to the parks if I didn't see Mickey somewhere. It could be the Epcot meet and greet. It could be... The Animal Kingdom meet and greet. It could be the Magic Kingdom one. I prefer the Magic Kingdom one because it's a little bit more intimate. Right. Um, but it's, yeah, or Hollywood Studios. You know, I I feel like my day was not complete unless I, you know, got to say thank you to, you know, the mouse behind yeah. it all since I can't thank Walt, you know? Yeah. Um, so, awesome. but I, for me, um, Disney... Uh, stems from a start of, you know, love for Mickey as a kid. So um, I think you may have heard the story already because uh, you guys tuned in that one day with Resort TV when yes. I talked about <laughs> um, how this, you know, in, intense love for Mickey started and how or why it's not a weird, you know, obsession is because it started, I mean, I guess it's still weird to the average person. Um, no, we have, like, Mickey pillows. I mean, I wish the Skype worked so you could see the Mickey pillows on our, our sofa. That's we great. have, um, like, a poo stuffed animal on the other side. If someone came to our house, they would think we had lots of children, and we have none. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, oh how many kids do you have? What age? Uh, you know, 34-year-old husband. Um, yeah. Never grow up, right? <laughs> yeah, oh. so um, yeah, people be really confused. I wish you could see it right now. Um, but my, awesome. my love of Mickey started as a kid uh, being in the hospital all the time due to, you know, my health issues. Um, I had over 18 surgeries as a kid, and all my organs were basically in the wrong place. And they kind of had a Humpty Dumpty style put me back together again. Wow. And so there was many years, almost a decade, where I was living in and out of a hospital and not having a normal childhood like most kids. Um, you know, getting to go to school at a normal pace sometimes and things like that um, was out of, you know, out of the question. So uh, I joke that I missed the whole um, excitement over, what was it? Uh, oh my God. See the fact I don't even remember their name. Um, oh my God. Who are the bands that were famous? It, that it, were boy bands. In sync and uh, Backstreet Boys. No, new kids. on well, the block. I miss that too. New, new kids. On I the miss block. that. I miss oh, new kids. On the block. I yes. miss new kids on the block. I missed, um, in sync. I missed yeah. So a lot of times people are like, Oh, what's your favorite in sync song? And I'm like, I don't know. The one with the puppet strings? I was like, I don't know. So I, I missed a lot of like that normal childhood thing because uh, MTV was not an option at the hospital for kids. Um, but of course, Disney was. You know, right. the one thing that no matter what age you are, Disney transcends all languages, all races, uh, all, you know, age groups. Um, and so for me, that was my... 
my community, you know, is what I saw was, was, you know, Disney and Mickey. And my dad did an amazing job growing up of making sure to bring uh, what he called my friends and he'd get stuffed animals and make them as puppets. And it would be like Pooh Bear, it would be Mickey, it would be, he even got a Belle Barbie and made, and my, my dad was amazing at puppeteering all these different <laughs> characters. Nice. Um, but, you know, I would have my own little world, you know, around my bed. And uh, my favorite, of course, was Mickey. And I would always talk to him. And, of course, he never talked back. So I was explaining to people that the reason talking Mickey was so intense of an experience for me was how many years, almost decade plus, that I would talk to Mickey and just wish and pray he would say something back. And then to finally have him say for the first time ever, I love you. I just, I started crying. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, I, I said to you know, poor Mickey. I was like, I'm sorry, you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> the first time he met me, he was like, what is going on? He's like, oh my God. What a truly um, magical yeah, moment. Um, but I said, you know, I, I said, I've been waiting, you know, almost 30 years to hear you wow. say that. And, uh, you know, uh, he hugged me, he stayed with me for 15 minutes. Um, luckily, I did this during the first time ever was after hours. So there was no poor people in line <laughs> wanting to pull out their hair or be freaked out. Um, but uh, by, yeah, it was amazing. He showed me all of the neat things in his room and he talked to me about them, too. Um, a lot of people don't know that the top of that Talking Mickey experience that is now Magic Mickey uh, in Magic Kingdom has hidden gems from all the parks. And so at the top, one thing you can notice is there is a uh, crystal ball, a book, um, something that almost looks like the Tree of Life. It, it, all of it is symbolic of the different parks oh, wow. and their pieces from the different parks. So um, the ball is supposed to be Epcot. And you know, so he was showing me all these things. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel like the most special girl in the whole wide world. And, I mean, that in itself was just magical. And every time... I would go to hear him talk. All my friends um, can attest that I dragged them, whether they wanted to or not, to meet Talking Nikki. And they, they didn't always get that it was going to be a special experience until they got there. Because I think a lot of people didn't know how unique it was. Um, I heard back in the day there was a time that uh, Talking Mickey, like around 2012 or 2013, was not as as sprightly as he was in 2018 or 2017. Um, I I missed all that. So whatever kinks, you know, Mickey was getting his his footing, whatever kinks may have been in the past, I missed all that. So I had like just, yeah, I had the most linguistic talking Mickey that was speaking Portuguese, Japanese, Greek. I mean, I, I, it was amazing. I was like, you are the coolest and I need to learn a language. (laughs) (laughs) So so yeah, I was just always in awe. Um, but again, Mickey, um, as I'm sure you can tell from my page, I just love meeting characters. For me, it's not just Mickey, but the people that I grew up with, the people that, um, were my storytellers as a kid coming to life. So a lot of times when you see me with them, I am almost interviewing them as if it was, you know, Kid Maria getting to ask her favorite characters questions you would want to know. Right. Um, 
as I, you know, I told you briefly, I work in television, so my job's also to interview people. So sometimes I'm glad the characters don't get overwhelmed. But I've had, I have to say, I, I've, I've gone through like a 10-minute conversation <laughs> with a character that, yes, may not be able to say words, but they're so good at explaining right. through, you know, pantomime and through um, expression that sometimes they're better interviews than I've had with, you know, celebrities, real life celebrities. <laughs> so um, I joke, I was, I was like, Pooh, you did a, a way better job than Chris Evans did Captain America. And he's like, yeah, you know, Pooh's all excited. Um, and so, Pooh, is another, yeah, but, Pooh is another one yeah. of those characters that you really seem, it seems like you just love him. Where does that love come from of Winnie the Pooh? I think, so also, um, as a as a kid, I, you know, had tons of poo stuff, and I loved the poo stories. My dad would always read to me um, because, you know, uh, decades ago, we didn't have the Internet where you can just turn on a video and watch anything. So people still read books back then. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, but we yeah, too. <laughs> having, exactly, exactly. Um, but it was great to have, you know, my dad bring to life these characters through stories. And so we had a thing in my family where every night my dad would read to me no matter what. Um, and even if he was working and couldn't be there in the hospital, he would call and he would read me stories. And it was always poo stories and their adventures. Um, and I think that's where my love of journalism stems from was hearing stories. Like I love people's stories and truly the Winnie the Pooh books are you're going through their adventures and their stories and getting to live vicariously through them. And in a way, ironically, the job I chose later on was a way to hear other people's stories and in some ways get to live vicariously through their incredible journeys as well. And uh, I think with Pooh, though, that the reason I love Pooh so much is uh, he's, he's wiser than people realize. And I think he's a perfect example of... Uh, why you should never underestimate somebody and why you should always uh, remember everybody's special because Pooh, you know, he seems like a silly milly old bear. That's how the song goes. <laughs> but realistically, he has some of the most wisest quotes, the most wisest uh, proverbs to teach you that give you life lessons that, you know, help you as even now as an adult, I'm learning um, Eeyore even, um, and one of my favorite things about Eeyore is the fact that he's a depressed donkey and they still, they don't mind. They're like, let's cheer him up. Like, it's never right. that you're different, <laughs> Eeyore. It's never that you're strange. It's let's keep living life and having fun, even though you're a different type of personality. Um, and there's just so many great life lessons hidden through the stories of Winnie the Pooh and the characters that don't come across blatant. Right. I think as an adult, you realize them. Yes. And so it's nice for kids. They're just having fun and don't realize they're learning wonderful life lessons. Whereas an adult, I look back at a book and I, you know, I'll tear up um, or the Winnie the Pooh movie. Oh my God. I cried from like the beginning to the end. Um, but you realize that this bear uh, is so symbolic of so much goodness in the world that we sometimes forget. And so much, um, goodness that we overlook. Uh, I think a lot of times people, especially on Instagram, since we're talking to about Instagram world, right? Uh, one thing I like to do is to connect with everybody. 
I don't care if you have five followers. I don't care if you have 50,000. I want to hear your story. I want to get to know you. And for me, uh, somebody with 50,000 followers might not be that special Mickey or that special Pooh Bear, but that someone with 12 followers might. And we forget that the unassuming might be that special person that might become your best friend or might become, uh, you know, someone that inspires you. And that also goes just for me in life. I love meeting new people. Um, I love trying new things. So I try to look at life kind of in a way where everything's kind of like Pooh Bear and his crew, where you never know what magical adventure, you know, lies ahead and to never just assume something like a book from its cover. Um, of course, now Pooh is funny and goofy and makes you laugh. And I would say if I was any character, that's totally me, where <laughs> I'm just a total goofball. Um, and then sometimes we'll surprise you with something really mature and insightful. <laughs> so, I love like, it. Yeah, so you're like, what? Wait. <laughs> this, like, silly girl doing, you know, getting arrested by uh, Brett, guy behind yes. the uh, magic <laughs> in Hollywood studios now has something really insightful to tell us. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it, the dichotomy is very me. I'm definitely a Pooh Bear where I'm goofy as can be, but also um, have a love for, uh, you know, trying to at least grow myself as a better person. Um, and also I have just endless love to give. Like, I, I love people. I'm Sometimes it, it can be a bad thing, I'm told by my husband, but <laughs> I think it's a good way to live is to, you know, um, love like there's no tomorrow, you know? So I think Pooh also does that. Uh, it's I think one of the great things about all the Disney characters is there's something to learn from all of them. Um, even if it's just laughter from Donald and his impulsivity and how he gets angry and, like, worked up and, you know, just a, also a goofball in his own right. Or <laughs> Daisy and her sass and her way of having confidence. Or Minnie and her uh, dedication to her man, like... You know, poor Minnie's not gotten a ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that girl, yeah, that girl deserves, like, the world's biggest ring when that day comes. Right. I'm, I'm going to be there at the Magic Kingdom. Like, yeah, I'll help her hold it. Like, it's just, uh, but no, there's just, uh, there's something interesting about each character that has their own personality that is a lesson to be learned and a, a, a character trait to find beautiful and to find interesting that you can find in regular people in a regular you know day, which is important too. I, I don't know if Walt thought of all these characters that way and that complexity, but I'd like to think he did. That there's a little bit of each character in all of us, if that makes sense, yeah. and something to admire even when outwardly we laugh at it. You know, like Goofy being Goofy. Well, you know, there's something to be admired about someone that can make you laugh you know, no matter what the situation is, things like that. Um, so that's another thing I admire about Walt's storytelling and creating these characters in such a way that we all relate or know somebody or can connect to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I think a lot of those sorry, connections... Sorry, that's, that's, I really love characters. I'm so sorry. That was like You're the good. longest tirade about a char about character love. That, that was awesome. But I, I, I think... But, but that's... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I apologize. Oh, you're yeah. you're fine. I apologize. I was fine. I was I was just gonna say, you know, I, I think a lot of that is is interpreted by by each of us, right? Like you said, each character True, has yeah. something to give. I think a lot of that's 
personal interpretation and that was that was fantastic maria thank you that was that was that oh was really okay well, i'm glad I, was, I mean don't get me wrong there's other characters that have you know come and gone in our uh pop culture um you know the ones that stay have something that we connect with um but realistically if you were to ask somebody you know who do they connect with in star wars there isn't as there is still of course attachment to like han solo and princess leia and uh, but when it comes to Disney characters, there's almost, maybe it's because they're cartoons. Um, I think that might be another reason. And the age bracket for connection grows just leaps and bounds. So you'll find, I, I can connect with a seven-year-old about Mickey, but maybe we can't connect about Han Solo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, uh, you know, or somebody who doesn't speak English, that might be you know, Spanish speaking, we can connect on Goofy, uh, but we maybe cannot connect on our love of Chewbacca, um, even though that is such a famous character. So there's something, too, that's so basic and innate that uh, is part of anybody's, I guess, core heart that each character has that, again, transcends age, uh, transcends language, that Disney characters can do that other famous characters in the world can't, uh, like Star Wars, um, things like that. There's it's more complexity there. Um, so, that's, again, that's a beautiful and brilliant thing Walt did, that, you know, even the most basic uh, were able to understand it and each other. And, uh, yeah, again, if you go to my page, you can see I literally have full-on conversations with all the characters. Right. And it's, it's uh, you know... Someone asked me, was there ever a character I had a hard time with? And actually, no, I've never had that. Um, It's it's amazing. You know, they really, truly come to life only in Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 interesting. We've had this conversation with a couple other other folks um, where, you know, for for us, a lot of times meeting characters, we we don't necessarily go at it, right? It's just like, oh, hey, what's up? And then <laughs> the expectation, at least from from our point of view, we kind of put it on the character as opposed to trying to take it to them. And uh, uh, watching watching your videos, uh, it's it's <laughs> definitely something that uh, I guess I guess uh, talking to guests that are going to be there, don't be afraid to be as engaging is you want to be like, like, don't be afraid to, I don't want to say put yourself out there, but the, 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 the character wants to engage with you, but they don't have anything if you don't <laughs> give them it. Oh, absolutely. So, so. And some of my friends, like I've had friends tell me that, uh, Oh, well, I'm scared. Like, what if, what if I'm too much? And I said, no, it's, they're just as excited to meet you as you are excited to meet them. And so don't hold back. And also, again, this is all about having fun. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm blessed to have, uh, I have had a wonderful career in TV where I've met amazing people from the Pope to the Dalai Lama, you name it. And I can tell you, there is nobody more excited to meet you than Mickey. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I've interviewed no matter what in this world, I could have met a lot of people. The only person that is always excited to meet me back is Mickey. 
I've done a lot of interviews where people may have not been excited to meet me. Um, and that makes, you know, that makes your job harder right. is the knowing that you're going to meet somebody for the first time that may not like you or may not want to talk to you. Um, and I do that professionally where I have somebody that I may interview that doesn't feel like talking that day. The one amazing thing is at Disney, you know that no matter what, every day that character is excited to talk to you and meet you. And no matter what time of day, it could be the first you know, bit of the morning or the latest. And that in itself is magic, too. Again, goes to just say how incredible uh, they do things at Walt Disney World, too. Yep. Um, but, you know, I also I I love Disney bounding. Another thing I do a lot of is dressing up as the characters. And uh, for me, it's it, it, people ask, why do I love doing it? Um, why do I love, you know, I, I wore fox ears and got a fox tail and <laughs> dressed as Robin Hood last week. And I, I love Robin Hood, the movie, so much. So when I heard he was going to be a rare character, I was jumping for joy. I was like, oh, my God, we have to find out what day, what time. Like, I was freaking out. Um, but for me, it's like I get to live vicariously through that character for the day. I get to be Robin Hood, you know, Robin Hood Maria for the day. Although I'm Minnie Maria Mouse, I was Robin Hood Maria. Um, you know, or for me, you know, dressing as Pooh, I get to kind of be Pooh for a day and kind of channel uh, all the fun stuff that Pooh uh, represents. So for me, it's, you know, something I can't do on a daily basis, obviously, outside of Disney. Um, but I still managed to sneak stuff in there. I was I was on Fox once, uh, definitely doing a Bell Disney bound, and only a couple of viewers caught it. Right. <laughs> a nice. couple of people were like, I think she's dressed as Bell. Um, <laughs> That's but, awesome. Uh, but, yeah, so that, yeah, people were like, huh. I, even my mom goes, no, Marie, you didn't. Maria, no. <laughs> Um, but no, only great. people that know me, I guess, or Disney fans would maybe catch it. Um, otherwise they just say, oh, she really looks good in blue, you know, and yellow and, right. you know, white. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so for me, um, I, I love getting to just experience characters, whether it be me channeling them from wearing, you know, something that represents them or, uh, by talking to them. And then it's even more fun when I actually dress as them and then meet them because <laughs> they're like mind blown. I mean, I've had Mickey show me literally the figures of his hands, mind blown. <laughs> and he's like, wow, you're literally dressed as me. Uh, that's, that's last, last week I did bring Mickey a celebration, Mickey and Minnie a cake from Publix with funfetti <laughs> Mickey stuff all uh, over uh, it. Uh, I, I literally did this. Um, and they, and I dressed as them and they were like, wow, wow. Yeah. (laughs) They were like mind blown. And then Mickey tried to leave the whole meet and greet and just go to eat. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Oh, I bet that was Um, so fun. (laughs) But it is amazing. So I have a lot, I mean, I'm talking a lot about this, but, uh, I haven't posted these on Instagram yet because I have a lot to post. I had quite the two weeks in Disney. So you guys are catching me at the tail end of it with a lot of fun things. Um, but I've even Disney bounded. What, one of the things I'll post tonight is actually uh, the living statues from Festival of the Arts. I thought it would be funny to dress as them and try to be a living statue. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> so I did it. I, um, awesome. and they, I mean, they were like, join us. So I basically worked Epcot that day um, as the, uh, the statue. 
Oh, my gosh. Um, that sounds so fun, Maria. Oh, my goodness. So, oh, it was a blast. Like, and people are like, do you do this for Instagram? I was like, no, I do this to entertain myself. Yeah. I love it. Like, this, oh. ironically, it's not that I came up with – I'm doing this because this is, like, the most fun ever. Um, right. And where else in the world can I do stuff like this where I get to be a part of, you know, the show or I get to be a part of an experience? Um, by accident, I actually wore the painted – dress or outfit that the gymnasts were wearing for festival of arts that was not planned (laughs) and i went yeah i went to see them and i actually threw the gymnast off like he (laughs) got really confused and thought i later talked to him and he thought that i was like some surprise guest that was going to join him and so he kept looking at me like waiting to see what was going to happen Oh, but that I wasn't so planned. Hard at that. Oh my goodness, that was funny. It was hysterical. I mean, so they were really nice. We actually we made a a planned photo shoot uh, a week later where I actually got to take a picture with all of the gymnasts <laughs> and me in my outfit, and uh, I interviewed them because I was like, I want to know, you know, what happened in that video. And the guy right. goes, No, yeah, you literally threw me off. Like you, <laughs> he was like, I did not know what was going on, and it, you know. I was like, where did this girl get this outfit matching us? Um, we we talked about it. At, he even said we all were talking about it. Like, do you know who that was? Is she, like, you know, going to join our troop? Like, um, so that'll be actually posted uh, the last day of March. Mm-hmm. Um, is, yeah, as a part of the Disney-bound uh, March challenge. So uh, we were going to see a lot of crazy videos and fun interviews with the gymnasts. They were amazing, too, by the way. Um, and even the living statues got in on the interviews, uh, pantomiming. Uh, but they had a lot to say with their hands, let me tell you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they were very much living statues, not statues. <laughs> um, a lot of fun. So I can't wait for you guys to see that, too. That's, that's awesome. Um, so what, what prompted you to start this Instagram that has now taken the Disney community by storm over the last what year 15 months yeah uh, a year and a month actually yeah so yeah like 13 14 months total i've had my instagram account um i got so unfortunately part of my health issues is uh you know i'll always have um you know certain chronic illnesses that uh i handle every day that unfortunately still requires surgeries every so often Um, and I, you know, it's just, everybody has something, um, you know, so for me, that's part of just that I always have to live with it. I know people always go, Oh, but I'm like, no, no, no. There's people who have like cancer and there's people who have like issues like, you know, that, um, affect their daily lives and it's how you handle it that matters. Um, but in my case, I had to have surgery again about a year and a half ago and, uh, I was out of commission for six months and like bed rest. Um, I had to stop working, um, you know, basically it was back to being a little kid in a hospital again. And, uh, ironically, I thought of, well, what, what worked as a kid? How did I handle, you know, 18 surgeries, 10, you know, a decade living here. And I thought Disney. So my husband said, you know, one way to connect is through creating like a Disney Instagram account. Um, and the end goal was that I would, after, you know, healing more and more, I would get to go to Disneyland for the first time. And that was the, you know, the culmination would be, uh, getting to do that. So, um, I started the Disney Graham account just for fun and 
posting old pictures that I found, but more so to watch others. It was me more interacting with everybody else, and it still almost is. Uh, I'm probably one of the few people that you can say, if you go and look at somebody's post and you look at a comment from Maria, it's not like, oh, that's pretty. You know, I mean, of course, I right. say that too, but it's usually <laughs> like something long-winded, like, oh, how did you get that? Or, oh, how did you do that like that? Or, how, oh, I love that part. You know, it's, it's usually... And that's realistically, that's me. I, I want to talk to people. So uh, for me, it was my way to connect with the outside world when I couldn't and also give me an escape. And uh, ironically, even as I, you know, got better and everything and I, I'm feeling better, it still is an escape um, in a way from when there's a stressful day, if I need to perk me up something to brighten me, you know, brighten my day again and put a, a smile on my face, I just go to Instagram and look what you're doing. And I'm like, all right, you know, I feel pumped again and hopeful and happy. Um, you know, every day, like I said, I have, you know, chronic illness issues that I deal with. Um, if I'm feeling a little low, I just turn on my phone and voila, I have Walt Disney World at my fingertips through you guys and your adventures. And so for me, once I felt healthy enough, I wanted to do the same back for everybody else was well, here, come live through my adventures. And, and uh, I, I had no idea how much people would enjoy, I guess, Disney through my eyes. And, um, you know, I, and also, I mean, I'm honored that people like my style. I, you know, I, I just dress, you know, I guess fun because, you know, in regular life, sometimes we can't. Uh, dress the way we really want. Mm -hmm. So for in Disney, it's like, well, this is my playground. I get to wear whatever I want to. <laughs> and luckily, uh, luckily, people seem to really like it. I mean, enough that um, you know, my husband actually feels that there's not a lot of Disney men merch, so he makes his own shirts. Um, and we get stopped all the time about his shirts. Uh, he has a great Sam the Eagle one that people all the time and he's like oh i made it so like we're like the crazy couple that like makes our own outfits and wears the same outfit sometimes um but it's like again it's our playground our place to get to live out our dreams we couldn't do on a daily basis so realistically my husband and i do match a lot in real life if you see us like out and about outside of disney world you'd be like what are they doing? Um, but we don't do it on purpose. We like just, I guess, think alike. <laughs> and so sometimes we'll just show up like, oh, you're wearing plaid today too? Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's funny. We just, we think alike. Um, but it just goes to show too, we're two peas in a pot. I'm very blessed that I have my best friend as my husband. Yes. Um, and he loves Disney too. I, I would say he loves Pooh probably even more than I do. No joke. <laughs> That's awesome. Aww. Yeah, it's like I found Pooh one time in the car in like the passenger seat, and I was like, "What? The, what is the, what is the doll doing in in the car?" And he was like, "Oh, I had a, I had to drive four hours to so and so." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Okay." That's great. Um, yeah, so he was like, "No, no, I just thought it was cute." I was like, "Okay." Um, yeah, so no, my husband is even more so a fan of Disney stuff sometimes, um, and I love it. So we both almost inspire each other, which is nice. Um, and it's great to have somebody who gets it. He loves the history parts of it. So um, he's really interesting to talk to as well. He's a just encyclopedia of interesting Disney facts. <laughs> and so from that aspect and then 
my dad, um, who's passed away, uh, growing up with my dad, who originally by trade was an engineer, loved the Imagineering stuff. So I grew up hearing all about how, how the animatronics work, how the rides worked, how <laughs> this or that, that looked like magic to me worked. So I can say that all the men in my life have been just amazing Disney fanatics. <laughs> so it's all awesome. You're a lucky Yeah, girl. it's great. <laughs> I know. I hear that's a rarity. So, um, <laughs> so it's, it's been awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I can say from every facet, I've had somebody in my life, family and friends, that brings a unique look at Disney from their eyes that I get to enjoy too. So that's again, brings me back to Instagram. I get to watch Instagram through all your eyes and that in itself is fun and exciting. And, you know, in return, I'm excited to let everybody basically join in on my adventures. Um, you know, and I didn't, I didn't guess it would take off. I, I'm not internet savvy when it comes to like, I don't know how you get followers or like, actually one thing I will say that that can help your people listening don't do giveaways as a way to get followers. Now, everybody will tell you, do a giveaway. It helps grow followers. Do a giveaway. You'll see these people constantly doing like a $1,000 vacation to Disney World. Well, what I learned from an actual professional last week uh, through work, what that does is it brings people to your account that aren't necessarily fans of yours. Like they didn't, they just, they want the $1,000 like Disney trip or they want the lounge fly bag. And what right. happens is Facebook takes into account how much those people are stalking your feed or not. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, everybody wants a $1,000 Disney trip, you mm -hmm. know, Joe Schmo and wherever may not like Disney that much, but he has kids who do, so he's going to follow you. If he's not sitting there liking your pictures going forward, your engagement will go down. Yep. Yes. Yep, yep. So all these people who are doing these giant, like, giveaways and paying money it's you don't realize it but my friend who went to the facebook campus um and in california they did a whole class on it it's a huge way to drop your engagement yep so you'll get a lot of followers that number will look really nice at the top but you will not have people liking your posts it'll actually hide your 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 pictures more um so i'm blessed i'm very lucky that um i have people who uh, you know, follow me religiously and are wonderful. And I have just as many likes as people with, you know, 50,000 followers, which is amazing to me. And I'm honored. Um, but I, I attribute the fact that when I do a giveaway, I actually don't tell people it's to follow me or to anything. I say, this is just my thank you for like right. hanging out with me. Right. <laughs> like, right. Literally, it's my way of saying thank you. Um, nice. I, it's more my way of engaging my own followers. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, rather than looking for followers that may not actually like my content. Um, it's, it's, so, it's a, I mean, there's this... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's a way to give back to the people that are actually following you. Yeah, it's, for it's me, it's more... I, and, and it's usually because I really want a question answered. Like, <laughs> I did a giveaway where um, I said, I was like, who wants, like, a Christmas card? And I really wanted to know who wants a Christmas card. By the way, I got your awesome Christmas card. Yeah, we got yours. Speaking that of was Christmas fun. cards. And there was a pin and everything. I got oh, yeah. a pin. Um, yeah, that was all. I collect all pins. So I was really excited. Nice. Um, so in that, that post, it was the seven dwarfs and my husband and I. 
And, of course, we never pose normal, so my husband has his finger up, Sneezy's nose in the picture. I'm sleeping in the picture next uh, sleepy on top of him. And I said, who wants a Christmas card? So it was also, you know, I wanted to make sure that the people that wanted one got to see that post and engage on that. Um, so that was, you know, also partially a giveaway, too, uh, in conjunction with the Christmas card. But, um, you know, so for me, I realized that I, it doesn't, I actually never really did them too because I was always worried that stuff was fake. I don't know if it is. I don't know. I always get scared because I've never seen the person that went to Disneyland trip for a thousand dollars. You know what right. I mean? We, have we seen <laughs> that person yet? No. <laughs> um, I haven't seen them. And so I'm concerned. Uh, I will say I take a lot of pride and anybody that follows me can attest. I take a lot of pride on if I promote a product, it's something that I've tried and tested and I purchased or liked myself. Um, I don't, you'll notice I don't brand rep anyone. Nobody's really noticed that. I am not a brand rep for a single company. And the reason I do that is because I want to make sure that I can say, you know, I like a product, not, not saying that most brand reps have to like a product, but I'm the type of person that you could make a million things. Uh, I may like like one of them or two of them. You know what I mean? Like, I may not like everything. Um, and so for me, I will never, uh, I would never force myself to promote something that I don't wholeheartedly believe in and that I can't say to a follower because it would break my heart, God forbid, a follower get something that I promoted that was not exactly how it was when I got it. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so for me, you know, I also like knowing all the backstory to every company, like, you know, where are you from? Are you... Are you stealing stuff from AliExpress? I, 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 I like to try to know, you know, as much as possible because nowadays with Instagram, it's so hard to police things, right. you know. Um, so at least, you know, by not brand rep, I can I can showcase a lot of different shops that I like that I buy from, mm-hmm. um, and not just one. Um, so, so yeah. So sometimes I do have some shops that get kind of annoyed with me that are like, "You don't want a free shirt," and I'm like. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm sorry. I was like, I was, it's just, I don't know. You know, I, and of course, if something is free, um, if I do get, I always put like it's hosted or something. Um, I'll have like a, a future post coming up that um, I'm actually going to be going to uh, Wine Bar George. And uh, they invited me. And I get to have some free wine, but also I get to interview actual george yes. from wine bar george is so cool and he's, he's greek he, and i'm greek so that's going to be the most talkative like probably hour and a half it, that poor man will have nine hours yeah <laughs> i know and they'll be dancing on tables i'm sure and <laughs> broken plates it'll be as greek as can be um but of course you know i will put that is hosted or sponsored you know if i right. get something for free um but you know realistically for me i was just I'm really excited. Now, if I don't like something that I have, I'm going to be honest. Like I, I have, I I have been brutally honest about some products. Um, I won't name the company, but there was one company that um, sent me some jewelry and uh, I said, I'm sorry, I can't, I I can't, I said, I will send it back to you. Like I will. And I paid for shipping and I sent it back. I just, yeah. So for me, I think one thing I would tell a lot of Instagrammers out there is, uh, you're special. You, you know, Brandy and Dave, you're special. The next person on Instagram is special. 
don't just let yourself advertise for anybody. Make sure you really, really love the product. And most people who do, uh, you know, uh, brand rep, they love the product. And that's awesome. And I love seeing that because you can see how excited they are. But just make sure when you're getting that stuff, especially the younger people, because people can tell if it's genuine. And I think maybe part of the reason I have a lot of really hardcore, diehard followers um, is because they know I'm genuine. That when they come to me, I'm going to respond to their messages. I'm going to uh, show them everything about anything, even if it's something Disney related, like, you know, a uh, something in a parade that went wrong. Like, I'll show them. I mean, I'm not going to hide it, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I I tend to try to make everything as real and genuine as I can and as transparent, which sometimes we miss on here. Um, even when it comes to, like, Photoshopping photos, uh, I'm, I guess, too old to know how to do this. <laughs> um, so I don't know what Lightroom is. I don't. Like, all you know, all these presets people are buying where it's like, <laughs> right, like light up your photo or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what that is. I don't do that. Um, and <laughs> I think that shocks a lot of people when they ask me, well, why well, you don't do all the fancy, you know, tricks and stuff for pictures? I'm like, no, people want to see color. They want to see vibrancy. Like when we go to Disney, can you imagine if everything was just one color? It's like, no, like they want to see you and your most vibrant self. Like don't hide or don't, don't feel nervous to show your true colors. And so on my page, I try to make everything as colorful as possible. Um, And uh, sometimes that means my hair is a mess in the pictures because I have, I call it Mufasa hair. (laughs) I definitely have ever seen your hair a mess. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, God bless you for saying that. But I will say my trick is definitely headbands and ears. They keep that hair in place. So when you see me, and you'll notice, I don't think I even have a picture without ears on or a head. You keep your hair so nice, actually, because it always looks so good to me. Oh, you're the sweetest to say that. Um, (laughs) Definitely ears and a headband. They hold everything in place. So when you see me in real life, you're like, wow, she put her finger in a socket or whatever. But um, no. Uh, no I still way. wear headbands even in real life, but um, but no, it takes a lot more work when you don't have a headband or cool. ears. Um, but also, it's extensions, by the way. It's clip-in oh, okay. extensions. <laughs> Amazon, seven dollars, seven ninety nine. Synthetic, super cheap. You can even like throw them out afterwards if you don't want them. Like here it's, I am, here I am yeah. with real long hair and trying to control it in that Florida heat. And little did I know nope, I could yep. cut it and get it out of the way. And get some yeah, it doesn't work. I know. I mean, my husband will tell you, like, <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll see what looks like dead animals around the house, but it's like Maria <laughs> Cliffin hairs. Um, and <laughs> it's not. Yeah, he's like, what the hell is that bag in the corner? And I'm like, oh, it's my hair extension. Um, but <laughs> but he's used to it. I, mean, I work. And that's I think I always tell people because I work in TV. Mm-hmm. No one, if you see beautiful hair on TV that's long and lush, luscious and perfect. That is either a wig or extensions. <laughs> there is nobody that, yeah, uh-uh. Unless you're under 15 or, like, something. Right. It just, yeah. it's, so I always tell people when they're like, wow, Angelina Jolie has, you know, um, <laughs> you know, the most beautiful hair. I know her wig maker. That ain't her hair. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> I'd like uh, a link so me, to your hair supplier. I'll, sure, I, I'll send you the link for the Amazon 7 dollars I mean, I'm serious. Uh, I'm ready people to cut are like, my hair. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. It's like, I'm, I, I will say the one nice thing about the Kardashians is they tell you, like, yeah, that's a wig. Like, I'm wearing a wig. Right. A lot of people don't realize there's just no way to have perfect hair unless oh it's gosh. fake. Um, so <laughs> I, I like to let, I like to be really transparent about that stuff because I don't want little kids. I have a lot of, like, 13-year-olds and young girls who follow me. Right. And I don't want them to think that, you know, yeah, your hair is going to be perfect like this. Or, oh, you know, your clothes have no wrinkles. Uh, no, that took 10 times taking that picture to get one where I didn't have a wrinkle in my shirt. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I try to make a point that, uh, you know, if there's a filter used, you know, people can tell it's a filter. It's not like, you know... Um, blurring something uh just because i don't know i i wish at least as a girl growing up somebody told me and i think it's getting worse and worse um with more and more options to change how you look i mean now did you know you could photoshop abs on a person yeah that's what i do oh there you oh i like your style there you go my husband's like i I didn't have to do all those sit-ups damn it um you know uh yeah it's just it's crazy what you can do nowadays but um but yeah I tried to just be more like I like the fact that people recognize me in the park and they're not like who's that (laughs) you know (laughs) so I I always say just it's great to be your authentic self and I think we live in a society where um you know unfortunately we're we get scared to be that and going back to poo one more time there is nothing more authentic than a bear that doesn't wear pants and just loves to eat honey and like waddle around. <laughs> there is nothing more than see me in all my glory than than poo. Uh, just you know being being himself. Um, and so in some ways too, it's a nice reminder just to be you. Um, so I'm glad that luckily, thank God, you guys you guys like me. Um, and if there's people that don't, it's okay too. You know, I always say you can't make everybody like you you know what i mean and that's okay that right. just means they're yeah a, a different a different group of friends you know right. um so so yeah i i'm it's been interesting kind of having this instagram account you know turn into something more but the best part of it uh truly has been making friends um and being inspired because uh, sometimes in our daily routine in life uh, we're used to what we see, you know, and sometimes you can just now turn on the phone and be inspired in a positive way right. through Disney's community and through Disney Graham and through Disney World, Disneyland. Um, whereas sometimes turning on your phone and tuning into, you know, a beauty channel doesn't give you that kind of empowerment or inspiration. Um, you know, uh, that that in itself, I think, is quite uh, an incredible power we have as Instagrammers in the Disney community is not many groups can say that they actually spread positivity. Does that make sense compared to, you know, I mean, actually I take that back. The puppy channel way, way positive. Like, I don't think it can be negative at all. Yeah, no. Okay. The animal channel made Trump Disney. Sorry guys. But, um, (laughs) Yeah, any, like, golden retriever puppy, you know, giving a baby kisses wins. Um, So, but other than that, you know, there's not a lot of subset groups that can say you are always making people, like, inspired or happy or smiling through your content. So I hope to continue to do that, and I hope, you know, I can inspire people. I'm always honored when people say that 
you know, I inspired them to do something in the parks or even outside the park, um, you know, and even just getting to know people and hear their story. I'm, I'm honored that, like I said, is the best part of it. That's, that's great. So real quick, you, you have exploded on Instagram currently. Are there, are there any thoughts of additional platforms? Like when is the mini Maria mouse YouTube channel coming? Cause I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I've had a lot of people tell me I should do it, especially cause I work in TV. Um, you know, I'm such a perfectionist. I would want it to be perfect. Um, I, uh, having worked in TV, I also produce a lot of my own content, um, and my own TV show, uh, when I had a travel show called out and about. Um, and I, you know, it was very, everything was meticulously perfect, you know? So it took a lot of time. A lot of people don't realize that what you watch on television, it, it's about five weeks of taping to get like two episodes, (laughs) um, and hours and so I have to figure out how to not do that <laughs> where it's like, okay, you know, 30 minutes, Marie's in the park and that's that. Right. Um, so I just, I, I like to make sure that everything is as lovely as can be. Um, you know, so that's the one issue I have to figure out. So maybe I'll do like a live in the park where people can, you know, interact that way. I'm forced to not be a perfectionist, right? Yeah. <laughs> that whatever idea. it is, is it is. <laughs> Because um, realistically, through my Instagram, you already do watch the world through my eyes. Right. Uh, right. You know, when I do Insta Story, a lot of people ask, "Oh, how do you get so many views on Insta Story?" I'm blessed that actually over five thousand people tune into my Insta Stories. That's great. I don't know how you guys do it. Thank you so much, anybody listening that watches. Oh my God, I'm honored. Um, but I always tell people it's because I make it a story. Um, maybe it's again, it's that storytelling. Uh, you know, part of me that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe part of my work, that journalistic aspect. But I like to make it that you're watching, you're watching an episode as it goes on through <laughs> my day. Um, not just kind of like random photos here and there. Um, right. So that's why a lot of times I never post actually live time in the park is because I want you to get to see the whole story unfold. Like the, the day of, you know, Maria getting to like the one day I got to actually be in the parade. That was so cool. Um, and what happened afterwards and then the craziness after that and after that. Um, so, you know, I, I, I like you guys getting to actually follow the adventure with me. So a live thing might be, um, you know, a great idea. You know, obviously I can't do it like resort TV does where oh my goodness. I don't know. You have to see their apparatus. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. I, when I got to hang out with them and see all that, they are like, the most tech savvy and also just so good at production. Like they know when to cut to the other person in the other park. And, right. Oh, it's amazing. It's yeah. awesome to watch. And you're really, you're getting to also see the park through not just their eyes. You get to do it your own way sort of by watching. Right. Whereas I feel like if it were in my case, you'd be watching it solely through my eyes. <laughs> they do a great job doing it in a way where you get to take your own view of the park as they travel does right. that make sense yeah like the difference yeah. there so i love that because you know say somebody doesn't want to watch the park through our eyes or you know they get to actually just watch it through what's happening live time and be a part of that um so i think resort tv did an awesome job uh so i you know m- maybe one day a mini maria mouse uh, youtube channel um, you know uh one of the things coming up actually that you are be the first to know is 
we've been stopped so many times about my husband's shirts and my shirts that I wear in the park um, that we are going to start a T-shirt line. Nice. So you're the first to hear about this. That's so exciting. Um, yes. So uh, all of I, I get tons of messages, especially from uh, female followers and and even men, male followers, asking about you know uh, the shirts that are you know they're just unique. My husband has a graphic design degree. Oh wow! So he gets bored and does this for fun uh, because you know as a professional athlete, a lot of people don't realize after. You know, you've been working out for six hours in a day. The last thing you want to do is go out. Right. <laughs> People are like, what do you guys do for fun? I'm like, uh, we sit at home and Relax. he rests with ice packs on his body. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, so for him, he's painting or playing guitar or drawing. A lot of people over Christmas saw the poo painting he made yes. for me. Yeah, he's really artistic, so it's amazing what he can do. Um, but a lot of times I'll tell him in the past uh, – like I wanted a Sleeping Beauty shirt because there's not a lot of Sleeping Beauty merchandise. Mm-hmm. So I said, what if we came up with this idea? And he was like, okay, so that's what we did so that I awesome. could celebrate Sleeping Beauty's, you know, uh, 60th anniversary, an actual Sleeping Beauty merch that only maybe four pieces exist, right. <laughs> uh, sadly. Um, things like that. So um, it's going to be called Lake Buena Visitors. And like we just started our Instagram page. Yeah. So um, even though you may live near Disney, you know, it still always feels like you're visiting, like you're on vacation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so we were like Lake Buena visitors, even though we're technically almost local, we still always feel like it's a vacation and we're visiting. So that's that's how it's been started. So, yeah, next month you'll be seeing a lot of really cool stuff that you've already seen me wear for the past year. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's – I mean, there's a lot of – great ways that you can interact with your community. And for me, I started actually sending shirts for free to people, honestly, because they would contact me. Mm-hmm. And my husband at the time would um, use our printer to do like that vinyl thing where you iron it on. Yeah. yeah. And we would just send shirts for free to people that asked. Cause I was like, I feel bad. Like <laughs> anybody paying for a vinyl shirt, you know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> something that we ironed on through the printer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was like, wait, I'm just going to send it. Cause somebody asked, you know, and the fact that somebody was even a fan of something that <laughs> we came up with is an awe to me. Um, so, uh, you know, I would send them that and I know that those only last so long. And my husband's like, you know, eventually since we have the free time, we should actually produce shirts people can wear for years and not, you know, have fall apart because they were vinyly ironed on. Um, so that's how that kind of came about. And, uh, so yeah, so there's a couple people who already have shirts from Lake Buena Visitors <laughs> that have vinyl ones. I owe you a real good one. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we just followed so, yeah, you on but, Instagram. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. We've kept it, um, we've kept it kind of under wraps cause there's a big, big unveiling coming up. I can't mention too much, Ooh. but in three weeks, there's some special stuff coming. So um, you guys will be one of the first, of course, to, awesome. to find out anything. That's awesome. um, but, but, yeah, and it's, again, it's another way for um, us to interact with the Disney community in a different way as well as um, being able to get inspired and, you know, find inspiration in different ways and another outlet. So it's, 
that's something that I, I tell anybody with the Disney community is don't be afraid to venture into things that, you know, you may have not thought you could do like a YouTube channel mm-hmm. or I can't tell you how many people I've told, go get a YouTube channel or do something. Right, right. Right, right. Um, or go, you know, you like, there's one woman that was doing amazing Disney bound outfits and she was sewing them herself. And I tell her all the time, she needs to start her own shop and sew dresses. And she did. Um, another one I you know, mentioned was amazing at photography and her photography account has taken off. So awesome. don't be scared to try something new. Let this be this amazing playground for you to grow and, and have a creative outlet. And I'm blessed that I have found it through here. And um, again, I always say the best part of it is, is making the friends and getting inspired by you guys. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. We, we, we really enjoy this community. Um, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I will have to, I do have to say this though. Guy merch would be awesome, and if you do it, make sure it's on dry fit because it'll sell like hotcakes, <laughs> at least to me. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, my husband—he's oh, gonna hate me for saying this. Um, my husband sweats a lot, <laughs> and um, so uh, so do I. So he, had, he so yeah. So his thing is uh, the shirts, making sure you don't see under the arms when you're sweating, because right. there's a lot of t-shirts where you see blatantly. Oh my God, you're drenched. Right. Um, I'm I'm really lucky as a girl I didn't get that problem. But um, he, I can attest. So one of the things was uh, he we're using a local company here in Florida, and we got to go to the actual manufacturer. We tried on the shirts um, to make sure they weren't like too see through. Because, you know, sometimes you get them and you're like, wow, I can see everything. Yeah. Um, and as a girl, you do not want that. Right. Um, so, or uh, you get really hard material. So uh, the company we're using, it's amazing. We got to try on 17, 18 different shirts and styles. My husband even, like, we, bought, we took some home so he could, like, test them out to see how they look, you know, after wearing a day or two. Um, you know, a little bit about my background is, uh, you know, I have an MBA from Drexel University that I didn't really ever use. I, um, I'm sure my dad's right. like, oh, Maria, um, <laughs> you, got, you got a degree and then use it. Um, but my background is in business originally. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of fun for the first time. I'm actually using my business degree where I'm like, okay, you know, this is what you would do is, you know, we need to try on the shirts and we need to make sure this and that. Um, so it's cool that I get to use a subset skill that I've kind of kept hidden um, to, you know, help bring to life um, some fun artistic, you know, work. So, yeah, no, I totally though agree. My, like I said, my husband's going to kill me for saying this, <laughs> but he is so self-conscious when he's in the park and the shirts are all like, oh. So, yeah, so these shirts um, – some are dry fit, some aren't, but the ones that aren't are, have been tested by my husband in the parts, <laughs> and, um, and it's it's pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, I, I have to say, I mean, I don't know if most companies do this about like actually testing out the shirts, but that was something important to me was nice. seeing how things actually worked because you can get a great design and it's awesome, and then you wear it in the park, and you know you're your stuff's showing through the pictures on PhotoPass with the great lights <laughs> or, um, you know, the shirt is too short 
I've had that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's unisex and it feels unisex. Uh, so for us poor ladies, we're like, oh, thanks. Um, so for me, it was, yeah, really finding the perfect brand and company to encompass everything. Um, and that's why it's taken so long. You know, we attempted to launch last month and I was like, no, it's not perfect yet. So when you ask me about the YouTube, that perfectionist in me, that's why that, that mini Murray mouse show may take like 80 years to make. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm just, everything's gotta be, you know, for me, I guess I feel like you guys are a gift to me. And I want to make sure that whatever I give you guys back is perfection because that's what you guys give to me on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And so even if it's just an Insta story or a post, I always like to try to make everything as amazing as possible. Um, There was like a, speaking of something interesting, that's a debate on Instagram. People will write, uh, you know, do you post for yourself or do you post for you? And there's a big debate about posting for you and making sure it's something that makes you happy. I kind of take on a different view of that. For me, I get so much joy from everybody else's posts. I want to do posts that make people smile. So yeah, so when people ask me, like, are you doing it for others? In some ways, yes. I mean, I'm having fun doing it in the process. But I also love the fact that I made somebody smile because you guys make me smile all the time. And so um, I tell people not to be scared to also say, yeah, it is for everybody else too. not necessarily to get a stamp of approval, but more so that you're just happy to make people smile. There's no better gift in the world than being to make somebody else smile and living proof of that is Disney World. That's why we all go. Right. Uh, every day, every moment, they're making us smile. Mm-hmm. So for me, I love the fact that I hope to always be able to give that back to you guys. Um, that's so important to me. That's that's awesome. The only time you're not smiling is when you're in a five-hour line for uh, Flight of Passage. <laughs> but Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. See, that's where I come in and I give you tips and tricks how not to be in that five-hour line. Exactly. <laughs> and then smiling. So yeah, no, I've actually, I have never done flight of passage, but the reason why is actually because of my surgeries. Oh. Um, I will, I will be okay to do flight of passage actually starting in two weeks. Nice. Oh, good. Do you have, I the, know. do you so have I, the fast pass yet? I do. Yes. I nice. do. I have the date ready. And everything. That's awesome. fantastic. It's like. It's like a, I don't know, it's like my child's being born. I'm so excited. I, I'm like, I'm ready. I know. I'm like, oh, it's going to it's gonna be like a birthday. Um, so, yeah, no, I've been waiting a long So a lot of people actually don't realize uh, because of my health issues, I can't do a lot of rides right. uh, still. And so there will be some rides I'll never be able to do again. Uh, mm-hmm. Luckily, I've done most of them. Right. Um, but uh, one drawback is is that. And so a lot of people ask, like, they don't see a lot of ride video, and that's why. So, um, you know, ideally as things get better, I can post more. But I tell people, even if you're not riding the rides, people love seeing the other stuff to Disney World. And that just goes to show how amazing Disney World is for even people who have, like, a disability or a handicap that may not be able to do rides. It's so much more than rides. And I have been to Disney World, oh, God, thousands of times now. There is always something new and different. I cannot keep up with it. Um, I'm excited. I think in 10 days is Lightning McQueen Racing School. Um, yes, you yes. know, And I was just there a week ago, and 
we started seeing more Star Wars stuff and sneak peeks. I mean, I, I literally cannot keep up with it, and I'm local. Right. <laughs> so, um, so it's amazing, and I think Disney should get a lot more uh, props for being such a fun place for people also who cannot enjoy, like, the rides that can't do the kind of more thrill things. Um, because they do a great job of making you feel like you're still a part of the excitement, even when you can't do some of the things that other people can. And I, so I love that. That always warms my heart, um, you know, for people that have a disability or a chronic illness that can't do stuff that finds solace, you know, through Disney World. Um, I do actually uh, on – well, actually, I'll publicize this because if any of you want to message me that do have a – disabled family member or a, um, you know, family member with a chronic illness. Uh, we have a little Facebook group we started of people who have like disabilities or things that maybe make travel hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I, we kind of all work as a unit and we give tips and tricks how to help not just through Disney, but even travel in general. Um, you know, people that have just had surgery, may not realize that the beds are too hard in a hotel. Mm -hmm. So there's tips and tricks how to call ahead to make sure you get a certain kind of bed or certain kind of pillows, or there's even tips and tricks as how to get a uh, comforter mattress to go on top of something and have it uh, basically package size um, to go into a suitcase, very small. Like there's a lot of tips and tricks. So if anybody's interested, feel free to message me. Um, But it's a great thing that Disney does. It's the most easy place for anybody with a health issue or a handicap to be able to enjoy themselves. And that could mean just the world to a child, especially that doesn't feel like they get to enjoy going to like a camp, summer camp, or go to travel to meet other places. They get to, you know, actually be safe, happy and healthy in Disney. That's great. <laughs> we're just, that's, sorry. that's great. We're just like silence. Yeah, we were we were listening. <laughs> sorry, I know it's a lot. You're like, oh, oh you're Maria has, like Maria does a lot of stuff. <laughs> you do. You're <laughs> probably like, I can't like I don't know if you're back there like taking notes or anything, but you're like, I cannot keep up with this girl. Oh my god. I'm I'm taking um, I'm scribbling notes furiously. Yeah, you're yes. like, what in the world? Um, like, where do we, where do we start? I guess, I mean, part of the reason uh, I try to do a lot too. I think for anybody who's had health issues, is they they really try to live every day as if it's, you know, it could be their life. Not, I'm not saying, don't worry, I'm not going to die tomorrow. I'm good. Right, right. But you know, I um, I I don't ha- I don't know what comes every day, and so for me, I just try to make sure I live every day the way I wanted to. And I tell people that don't let an illness or something bad happen to you to live that way because there's so much to enjoy in this world. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so maybe that's why I do too much. <laughs> uh, but, but at the same time, um, you know, I'm glad I got to do what I've gotten to do. Uh, my dad unfortunately passed away young from lung cancer. He wasn't mm-hmm. a smoker. Um, so we don't know even where it came from. It came out of nowhere and uh, he died young uh, when I was a kid. And I'm lucky to say, though, that he lived a million lifetimes in his 60 years um, than more people do in, you know, uh, 25 years on this earth. And so I know at least when he, he left, I can say he had a great time 
doing what he wanted to do and loving life and really experiencing it all. I mean, we've, as a kid, you know, I remember he got to uh, climb a volcano and crazy cool stuff. And I'm really glad he got to do that. So I always tell people, do whatever is in your heart. You know, don't let it wait or don't keep putting it off because of something, you know, that's stopping you other than, of course, monetary, you know. Um, if there's the opportunity to do it, I say do it. So, nice. so yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears okay. unless, unless Brandy has something. No, that's fine. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So Disney's doing something else that's new that's kind of big. And uh, you are a Star Wars fan. So how yeah. excited are you for August 29th at this point? We already got our hotel room. Nice. Um, we're at the boardwalk so we can walk over because I can tell you from now, that's one of the biggest tips. Get a hotel room within walking distance of Star Wars. Yes. Because you will be stuck in traffic like it's New Year's Eve in Disney World. Right. Um, I don't know if anybody of you have ever done New Year's Eve in Disney World. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> if you are driving, you're in trouble. You're sitting in that traffic for two hours <laughs> from Hollywood Studios or from Animal Kingdom or from anywhere. doesn't matter. It's two hours on the road. Um, wow. So best, best advice, get a hotel room close to... Hollywood Studios, Boardwalk, one of those that you can walk to Hollywood. Um, it is going to be bad, I'm sure. Well, the line, uh, the line but, may be backed up to Boardwalk. <laughs> yeah, to exactly. And then you can all stay in my room. There you go. <laughs> Anybody who needs a, a bathroom break, come to room 1402. No, I'm <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's. I, I'm really excited that. Um, I think also Star Wars will bring fans that may have not been introduced to Disney as much into our Disney world, mm-hmm. figuratively, pun intended to. Yeah. Um, but it, that's a great thing because now our community grows even bigger. And, um, and realistically, I think there's such good overlap of Marvel and Star Wars. It makes sense. Um, and I've seen, you know... I. I'm a terrible person, and I like sneak through the the fences to take pictures and stuff, and like video. No, um, no, we so, haven't seen anything like that, Maria. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do it a lot. Oh my, people! I, love from, it. I, I did get. I will say, I did have one person comment on my flower and garden post where I snuck into the Lightning McQueen topiary that so said, uh, "Yeah, I don't know if you should have done that." <laughs> I was but like, I, I know. I was like, I know, but you all got to see it a week before anybody else did. (laughs) They are moving. Yes, yes. Um, So I I, and I also can't help myself. I'm like, I see it there. I'm like, I gotta see it. Like, I'm I'm that person. I can't wait. Um, So I did the same with Star Wars Land. Like, little tip and trick. Anybody wants to cheat the system? Uh, Where the bathrooms are by Toy Story Land, there's a wall. That has um, drawings that look like cardboard of Woody and Bo Peep and like stuff like that. On some days, they have a fence there that kind of opens and closes where I guess <laughs> cast members or people working go through. And you can actually like kind of like sneak peek through there and see really good detail Star Wars. Oh. I know. I'm, I'm, to- I'm totally going to get an email from Disney saying like, please cease and assist. Stop telling people how to sneak into, <laughs> into Star Wars land. Okay. You can't, well, you can't actually get in, of course, but you can get a really, really good view of what's to come. And, uh, 
Yeah, and so um, you know, for me again, I just I'm, I want to see it, uh, <laughs> and it's it's amazing um, how how incredibly detailed. I can already tell, and even those who can see it from up top, like when you're driving, mm-hmm. uh, you can already tell we're going to be immersed in another world, and that is so neat. Uh, I think, again, it brings back that theme of escaping in Disney, like mm-hmm. as a use of escape. You get to literally go into, you know, a whole other land, a whole other galaxy. And I can tell they did an amazing job. And I think, uh, I will say, I think Disney World will not be as scary lines-wise as everybody is expecting. Right. Because I think Disneyland is going to take the grunt of it. I agree. I think we're going to see Disneyland get hit the hardest all the problems that will happen are going to unfortunately happen first to all my Disneyland friends. And that breaks my heart. But, um, but that's just, that's good for us in Florida. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But um, no, I'm I'm kidding. But, uh, but no, but realistically, that's kind of how Disneyland originally worked. And Walt even admitted, you know, Disneyland was the first, you know, run and they were able to then, make sure when Disney World opened back in the day that they were able to expect the problems that happened in Disneyland before they could happen in Disney World. Right. And so that's why Disney World seemed so seamless to everybody because realistically they'd already done it in Disneyland on a different mm-hmm. scale. Right. Um, so I think we as Florida natives will benefit, um, unfortunately, from what Disneyland will experience first. Uh, but on the cool note, though, Disneyland's going to get to see it all first uh, and have, like, the most awesome best day ever <laughs> memories. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm excited, though. And, again, I think um, somebody showed how big Star Wars land will be. Uh, and to put in perspective from what I saw, it's about four times to five times bigger than um, Hogwarts and uh, Diagon Alley. So when you get, you know, people saw the concern of what happened in Harry Potter world uh, and back to back, you know, people, um, it's going to be four times, five times bigger and also more spacious, less alleyways and more open space. So uh, I think at Disney World, it's not going to be as insane as we're all worried about but i'm sure there will be lines for the ride i mean obviously there's going to be lines for the ride that's a given right there is no way around that uh one way around that which i wanted to throw out there for anybody wants tips or tricks i should start a youtube channel called tips trips and tips there we go um but here's another tip and trick i learned from a friend who does this um when they need fast passes if you get a club level concierge room you can buy fast fast passes for fifty dollars and so I know people who have already bought club level rooms for the Star Wars opening oh, wow. with the intention to buy the fast passes. There there so, aren't gonna be any though. Unless do you think they're, they're not? Just no, they're they're not putting smugglers run on the fast pass program when it opens. Then they Ooh. they didn't say when they're going to. Yeah. Do you think oh, they'll make well, an exception every- for concierge? Doubt it. Oh, wow. Well, all, all those people, you're $50 out then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you're, you're $120 a night out because that's usually the difference between oh standard goodness. and concierge. Um, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that too. 
That too. Oh, I want to know a question. Have you guys ever stayed in a concierge room? No. We have not. We've tossed it around a few times, but I have not been able to convince Dave. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Have you? Here is my, here is my, we did for the first time on my birthday this year on January 2nd. We stayed at Animal Kingdom in their club level. I think it's worth it for people who have kids. Because okay. they have yeah. food that's free, that almost so much food, it acts as a meal in itself. Right. Um, right. So that in itself almost pays uh, for the extra amount you're paying. Um, other than that, though, realistically, you're not getting a different room than everybody else, per se. Um, right. You know, so I think re- personally, if you need to save the money, I, you know, since I don't have kids, uh, I would say skip it um, mm-hmm. other than for the food, realistically. So my husband and I were saying, because we're planning on having kids, of course, um, that it would be brilliant for when there's children, because now we just saved money on lunch yeah. <laughs> or yeah. snacks, and there's snacks all day. Um, there's also very good food, like Animal Kingdom's uh, concierge level had incredible, like, truffle aioli mac and cheese with like lobster and like yeah i mean it was like fancy pants food i can't even pronounce half of whatever was there um yeah so uh i think that's amazing in itself but if you're on a budget um i would say it is cost effective if you have children to save money on they even give you little like to-go containers that was cool my husband oh, like, was loading up. I know. I was like, what are you doing? You can't do it. They're like, no, they gave me the to-go container. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So my husband's like loading up on cupcakes in a to-go container. Um, but you can do that. So, again, it helps with, you know, if you have four kids, you now just paid for that extra upgrade in itself. Um, and, uh, and there's the perks of, of course, uh, there's alcohol there and things of that sort. I'm naturally drunk. I joke I'm a cheap date. So, um, so yeah, so like alcohol doesn't really like sell me per se. I'm like, yeah, I'm naturally, I'm naturally too vodka's in. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> so my, yeah, uh, that's the other bonus thing is there is unlimited alcohol. So for those who are wanting to get away, maybe a honeymoon or like an anniversary and aren't as weird as I am naturally and want to have, you know, a couple of drinks to relax, then I would say to the concierge level pays for itself having the ability to, you know, have unlimited drinks all day. We're talking morning until night. Like no joke at Animal Kingdom, you could have a mimosa at 10 a.m., keep drinking until 10 p.m. Um, oh. You could be in it to win it. And yeah, that's, <laughs> and they're, and they're cool with that. They're like, yeah, like there's a waiter that'll just keep bringing them. Um, so yeah. And you can take it to your room. That was nice. Like oh my for me, you know, I'm a, I'm a lightweight. So I was like, Oh, can I take my wine back to the room? And they were like, yeah, like, all right, cool. And they gave us a whole bottle. Um, so I was like, Whoa, I just wanted the glass, but that's okay. Um, so there is that that perks. But other than that, I would say, like my husband and I usually do more like budget budget friendly rooms. And right. I have to say, Disney does a great job that even on the budget rooms, you don't feel like you're in a budget room. Right. If that makes, yeah, you know, agreed. Uh, what, so, what, what's your oh, favorite? Oh, you're fine. What's your what's your favorite uh, value resort then? 
Hmm. Um, that's hard. You know, I, okay. So I get a lot of flack for liking like the all-star <laughs> movies resorts and like the pop century. I like, I mean, I like the, right. I like the catchiness of it. I like yeah. the theme of it. I would say all-star sports has been the least updated out of mm-hmm. all of them. Um, so if you had to go in ranking of how updated they are, um, I would say all-star movies, uh, has, has done a good, and art of animation is great. If you have a family and those villas are so cool. I mean, I didn't, I don't even have a family and I just want to go sleep in the lightning McQueen bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is so cool. Um, yeah, my husband even was like, Oh, I wish we had this bed frame and it's the aerial bed frame, in there, you know? Um, yeah. So we, I, I love the, the gimmicky of you know, like some people right. don't, mm-hmm. um, but for us, we appreciate everything from the fancy, hotels to the really really disney hardcore you know uh hotels where you know you're in the lion king room and there's you know like a tree of life you know stuff like that um (laughs) i love that so i think what i love too about disney is every resort is like a theme park um Mm -hmm. my friend and i 321 glitter bug who does a lot of my ears for me uh she and i just did four wilderness uh to do the snow white dinner uh, a couple days ago and I had no idea how much there was to see at Fort Wilderness. We spent three to four hours after 8 p.m. It was almost like midnight by the time we left, just exploring Fort Wilderness Lodge. We learned that the uh, inner foyer where there's a fireplace is actually rock taken from the Grand Canyon. <laughs> and right. it's all the different rock uh, you know, levels and types. Even one of the first forms of fossils are in there. Uh, I didn't know that. Um, there's incredible detail in the bar in Artist Point where the ceiling is Lewis and Clark's trail and the map, and you can follow the journey and like where they stop by just looking at the ceiling um, to artifacts from Teddy Roosevelt. To, I mean, I had no idea all of this was in there. So I always tell people that don't have an annual pass, um, you can go to the resorts and literally you could spend days there and not see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Art of Animation, too, even has a ton of stuff everywhere just from all of the different, uh, you know, standing freeform sculptures and, you know, the different pools and things like that. You could spend easily two days there taking pictures. Um, you know, even Pop Century with the giant headphones. Like, there's all these neat things. Yeah. And then, of course, there's historical ones, like the Grand Floridian, where you can see Cinderella at 3 or 4 p.m. with Prince Charming dance in the middle of the lobby. A lot of people don't know that. Um, with all and, the little ones. Uh, yes. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. It's, it's the most beautiful. If you want to have a tear in your eye, it's just the most beautiful thing ever. Um, there's so much to do at these resorts that they can be their own day off if you don't have a ticket. Um, so I tell a lot of people, like I said, who don't have annual passes, go to the resort. Um, the boardwalk in itself, oh, there's tons to do, of course. And at night, say you need something to do to fill your night, there is everything from magicians, jugglers, uh, dance parties, you name it. I just, like I said, I've been here a thousand times now at Disney World and still have not seen everything. And uh, I don't know if I ever will be able to. I don't. I think they've made it so we can't do that. I think right. it's like not unless you live on property. And even then, 
I don't know if you could feasibly see it all and say you caught every little detail and neat experience to have. And again, one of the many reasons I love Disney. Right. That's great. So, so with every guest, Maria, we, we do what we call the lightning round <laughs> and ask you a bunch of, uh, bunch of questions that uh, are Disney related. All right. All right. <laughs> Okay. I'm ready. I'm, you are I'm ready. lightning McQueen ready. You are lightning McQueen ready. All right. Your favorite Disney park. Oh, maybe I'm not lightning McQueen ready. <laughs> uh, uh, Magic Kingdom. Okay. All right. Your, your favorite ride in that park. Oh, oh I love it. Oh. Oh, I feel like I'm like killing a baby if I say <laughs> like I love them all so much. Right. Um, you know, I always do poo the poo ride. Just I think mm-hmm. out of my attachment to it. Um, right. But definitely also Pirates of the Caribbean. Like okay. I have a blast, and I love what they do for Halloween for it. It's worth getting the ticket just to see what they do for Halloween with it. Um, for those of you who've never seen it. On Halloween, they have live actors in the actual ride. It's like the Hollywood movie ride, but with yeah. pirates. That would scare me if I wasn't ready that's, for that's it. That's awesome. Oh, so cool. Coolest thing that's I've ever seen. I Yeah, I kept doing that ride over and over again. Awesome. All right. Your your favorite table service restaurant? You know, I would have said California Grill a while ago, but Snow White has – I've gone four times since it's open really um yes now here's here's the 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 lowdown on snow white so it is originally um i think it was called artist point and it was one of disney's fancy dining uh experiences uh like a california grill like a you know a flying fish or todd english blues like one of those fancy restaurants but nobody Mm -hmm. was going to it because it was in the middle of nowhere and people right. have a hard time getting to Fort Wilderness Lodge. So what they did was bring in Snow White and characters and reformat it to look like you're in the woods with her um, and kept the menu, similar items from the menu. Now, not exact, but variations with a Snow White theme. So um, they have a butter poached uh, grouper that melts in your mouth, um, a seafood stew that just oh my god amazing um the veal melts in your mouth so it's some of the same five-star dining food from artist point but now given to a character dining and i don't think there's any five-star food opportunities with character dining on property am i correct with characters i think with characters well they they Technically, well, they, yeah, they, they technically call Cinderella's Royal Table signature dining, but that's because they charge you two thousand dollars a head. Yeah. Okay. So no. What? Okay. I, I've eaten at Cinderella's dining. It's not I've eaten five Cinderella, stars. And I've eaten at Beast. No. Right. Those are yeah. not five stars. That. Yeah. Like the Snow White food is California Grill quality. Yeah. Where you're like, that, wow. The, the prime um, rib was the prime rib was one of the best meals I've had on property. Oh, so you've been at Snow White too? Yeah, I, I did it in January. Okay. Oh was... my god, yeah, we were floored. Like my yeah. husband usually doesn't like character dining, not because of the characters, but because he finds the food usually a buffet, right. more dry, or it's it's less 
you know, paid attention to per se. Um, he was just, yeah, we've now, me and him have gone to Snow White four times. Snow White knows me and follows me on Instagram. (laughs) Like literally no joke. I kid you not. Like (laughs) the lovely, lovely Snow White follows me. She's like, she's, let me know when you're back at my woods. You know, I'm like, of course, I'll let you know. Um, so, so yeah, it's the evil queen. Even now she's like, Oh God, the girl's back again. Um, (laughs) so yeah. Um, but that's how good the food is. We were just shocked. Um, that you could have a five star dining experience with the characters. Whereas yes, we've done Cinderella's Royal table. No, that's not, I mean, it was still fine food, but you're paying for the characters. Whereas Mm -hmm. Snow White, you get both. Um, so I, I got to give Snow White credit. Snow White can cook. Let me tell yep. you. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the only other one that is reasonably close food quality wise is the Bon Voyage breakfast at Trapper Oh, California. yeah, no, I forgot about that one. That was amazing. Yeah. Yes. The, food, the food's um, really good. Character interactions are great. Oh, yeah. But for breakfast. But it, oh, my God. The but it's food breakfast. was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that, that I would say that is like five-star breakfast dining. Um, and the character's amazing. I will say I did like uh, Park Fair for breakfast. Um, the, you know, I think it's at Cinderella's. Yes. It's, not Cinderella, it's like uh, Grand Floridian. You, that yep. was very good buffet. Um, but Bon Voyage had like specialty food, like smoked salmon and an omelet and mm-hmm. fancy stuff like that where I was not expecting. I was like, wow. Ariel really did some fishing, um, so yeah, yeah, it was impressive. No, we were yeah. we were really impressed by that. So yes, but uh, definitely, I'm gonna say Snow White, Snow White for the win. Nice, nice. Um, all right, your favorite resort overall? Oh, it's so hard. Oh, I'm gonna say to stay in uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge because literally you could never leave the room and feel or leave the hotel and feel like you're in a theme park. Uh, there's safaris and there's, you look at your window and like giraffes are coming up to your window. Um, the rooms are so beautiful too. I would say they're probably the most updated room out of any of the, uh, Disney hotels. And of course the food on property is amazing. One other tip and trick, the best cupcakes out of anywhere with the most options is on is that Animal Kingdom Lodge. There is about really? 12 to 14 different types of cupcakes or versions of cupcakes wow. um, that wow. you can try there at any given time. And on my birthday, I bought like eight of them. And then my <laughs> husband was like, you have to, yeah, my husband was like, no, you have to stop. You bought $50 worth of cupcakes. It's your birthday, <laughs> but we need to stop now. And I was like, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, it was, it, yeah, I had I did not expect that because um, I'm a big cupcake connoisseur. Uh, it's something I pride myself on. I love Disney cupcakes, and uh, that had the most eclectic and most amount of different cupcakes and variations of desserts as well. So I would say when I looked in the case, there was over sixty different desserts to pick from. I mean, I was wow. in heaven. I was like, oh, my God. Like, my husband was like, I am holding the credit card. No, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so you could literally stay on that property and not leave and feel like you had a vacation. Whereas yeah. some other rooms, you're going to need to get out of the room. Um, you know, uh, Boardwalk is another great one because you have the Boardwalk right there. 
so you feel like mm-hmm. you're in a theme park again. Um, right. But again, there's other hotels like uh, like the old Key West Resort. Beautiful, again, but you might get bored after a while. Or uh, right. Sarasota, you know, is next to Disney Springs. But other than that, you know, you might get bored. Um, I feel like you'll never get bored at Animal Kingdom. You can just ask them to join the safari at, like, the 6 p.m. safari they have. You can talk to the people from Africa that they bring in who have had experience in whether it be actual animal, um, you know, uh, uh, rescues. Like we met last time Mm -hmm. I was there, a rhino um, rescue uh, owner um, that, or he used to be an owner of a rhino rescue that then came to Disney to talk about rhino um, endangered species issues and things of that sort. I mean, we're... I don't even know what resort has stuff like that. Um, right. I've gotten to meet people from Rwanda and uh, from all over wow. Africa when I go there. I mean, it's really neat like to hear their stories. So, again, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm in Animal Kingdom uh, Park, and I'm not. I'm in a hotel. So I really recommend that as an experience at least once for somebody. That's awesome. All right. Uh, your favorite Instagram wall. <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. Okay, so, okay, do you want to hear my thoughts on walls? So, yes, let's start there. <laughs> okay, I, I actually, you'll notice in my pictures, I have a hard time looking directly into the camera. Like, mm-hmm. as someone who works on TV that has to look into a camera, I'm fine if I'm talking. But if I am okay. just getting my picture taken, I feel really awkward. Like, what am I doing <laughs> as the sole focus of this picture? Right. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Like, there's maybe you can maybe find two or three pictures total where my husband managed to get me to look into the camera. And that's probably cause he was like dangling a cupcake or a toy or something. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I guess for me, I feel awkward where I'm the sole focus of a picture. So one interesting thing you'll see about my pictures is there's stuff going on in the background. Like right. in my Mardi Gras picture, I have, um, I have gators and I put um, beads on them and like, you know, I'm (laughs) playing around with them Uh, in my toy story pictures. You know, there's a toy story army guys coming to get me. Um, You know, uh, there's usually something happening. Right. So for me, I, I have a hard time taking a picture in front of a wall because I feel like awkward. I know it's weird, right? I know, (laughs) but I, I feel like I have, I don't know. I feel boring, like, or weird that I'm the sole focus. Um, so that's something I'd like to feel, you know, one day like awesome and very cool that I can be in front of a wall. But anytime I've posed in front of a wall, I'm doing something bizarre. <laughs> so the last time I took a wall picture was the galactic wall and I am literally climbing it. Like I'm trying to climb the wall. And, <laughs> and um, that's, that's the picture that was taken. Uh, the other time was, my uh, my wonderful friends, um, we saw the galactic wall as it was being drawn on before it was full galactic wall. And so what I did was with them go in front of it and look like we were scared being eaten by the galactic wall coming at the purple wall. <laughs> um, so for me, I feel like there has to be something happening, you know. So one day I hope to be able to take a normal picture at a wall. I don't know if I will be, ever be able to. Um, but, but yeah, so... I guess 
What? Uh, yeah, I, I've only taken pictures at the Galactic Wall, so I'm going to have to say the Galactic Wall because that's where I tried to climb it and where I did bizarre <laughs> poses. <laughs> Oh my god! I know. I'm like the only I'm like the only girl on Instagram to like not have wall photos. <laughs> um, I know it's weird, right? Uh-huh. There's something innately wrong with me. Oh, but honestly, it is. Wall. I feel. Off- <laughs> I there. You know, I do have a friend that did make me pose in front of of the popsicle wall, and she did get me to look at her. My friend Ashlyn is a photographer. Was like, you gotta just you gotta pose and just look at me. And I was like, all right, all right. So she, I think, has a picture of me. Uh, looking at the camera with with the popsicle wall, um, but you know what it is? I really do think it's that I feel awkward, like not doing action. something. Wow. Yeah, I think I think honestly, it's just it's almost self. People don't realize I'm actually self conscious. I was just telling somebody today that I am the most unsexy person ever. Um, I'm like super awkward. So uh, so for me, I guess being able to be in my environment of being goofy or silly mm-hmm. makes me feel comfortable. Um, right. You know, like I've had you know photographers tell me like, oh, you know, give me a look, give me that sultry look. And I just start laughing hysterically. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Um, especially when it's Disney. That's like, there's, there's no way. I'm like, I'm a Disney world. Like, yeah. Um, but even I've done, you know, shoots for magazines where, uh, for work, where, they're like, you got to, you got to pose more normal. And literally, I think for the one magazine shoot, I was on a cover, they had to bring a horse in because I couldn't keep it together. (laughs) So they literally had to bring like a barn of animals and a horse and then the photo looked normal. Wow. So so I know. So as long as I'm talking, I can totally look into a camera. It's, it's like the moment I know that I am, I guess the sole focus of a picture I feel awkward. Wow. It's weird. I know. I know. Bizarre. It's a fun Maria fact right there. That, that's awesome. I know. All right. Favorite. So wait, but I have a question. I have a question though. Will you take, will you help me break out of my shell? Yeah. Take a picture at a wall somewhere where I look into the camera. Absolutely. Yeah. We can still do something funny. <laughs> well, but, yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> you know what you could do? You could on either side, You one of you grab an arm on one end. The other one grab an arm on the other end, like we'll hold me up against the wall and be like, Maria, look, you can't yes. leave until you've taken the picture. We'll be hated on Instagram. Oh. How dare you? How dare you force No, me. no, they'll be like, yay, Maria, Maria is, is finally, finally comfortable in front of a wall, sort of. We'll, we'll, do, we'll, do, we'll do the wall tour. We'll go hit all the major yeah. ones and, and make sure that okay. not you let you leave the wall until... I, I feel like a challenge has just been been brought up. Yeah. I now I'm feeling a mini Maria Mouse wall challenge. Yes. There you go. That needs to be done. <laughs> yes. Some see more yes. stuff I've never done at Disney. I oh. got to do. And there's lots of them, and they keep painting there's, more of yes, them. Yes, there are so many. It's I can't. Oh my no! I can't. There's like a rose gold wall that is somewhere in the land. Oh. It's like. I don't even know what it is. I know. I have to find this for you. But somewhere near the land, as you walk in by the murals, there's like a rose gold wall that like, I don't know, only like very super cool people have like figured it out. (laughs) So that's not me. So yeah, I'm like, we got to find the rose gold wall. We've seen the land wall. Right. Yeah. I know that one. It's like a mural. There's like another one. Right. Yeah. I'll have to ask. 
I know. I think it's I think it's Dole Whip Mama that knows where this is. Oh. All right. I'm gonna have to write her after this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please please share that information with us once once you find it. Yes. Yes. All right. So your your favorite quick service restaurant. Ooh, so hard. Um, I'm gonna say Take of Bill. I don't know. I just I yeah. I like I like anything like spicy and I don't know. It makes me feel like I'm in Frontierland. So I'm gonna go with that one. Right. Nice. Nice. All right. Your your favorite meet and greet. You've already Ooh. said you've already said Mickey, but is is there is there another mm. one? Well, you know what? One that I think anybody who's uncomfortable with meet and greets that wants like a really fun one, uh, okay. Tigger is really fun. So no matter how you feel about Tigger, he will entertain you. That's he awesome. will show you a great time. Um, and also Buzz Lightyear. Surprisingly enough, even if you're not a huge Toy Story fan, Buzz will be there to take over and entertain you. Um, he is like, yeah, he is. I, I think Woody rests on Jesse's shoulders to, you know, let her take the reins a bit uh, now that they meet together. Right. Um, Buzz is like, no, this is my show. And Buzz is, yeah, loving life and is a blast. I was really, I've been, I go all the time now to see Buzz. I'm That's not awesome. even like, don't tell Buzz, but I'm not even like, a crazy Buzz Lightyear fan. I just feel the need to go see him because he's always doing something crazy. Like he proposed to me the one time he salt the dance with me the other time he tried to sing Mariah Carey with me the other time. And you know, he can't exactly sing, right. but he tried. Um, yeah, it was for, for Christmas. He wanted to sing all I want for Christmas is you. And he, he gave it a good shot. Um, he's been really, I'm telling you, it's worth getting in the line for Buzz. Um, and, uh, in the picture, you get a really cool background shot often of Slinky Ride. So you kind of get a two for one, uh, cool experience and a really neat shot of Toy Story Land. Nice. Nice. So Buzz Lightyear proposed to you. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. like many times. Like, I think he's like, <laughs> she's come back. She, and you know what? I probably am leading the poor guy on. I come <laughs> all the time to see him. <laughs> He's like, all right, when are we going to do this? And then my husband's not there, so he's like, I don't know this husband. I've never seen him. I don't know if he's real. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm sure Buzz is like, yeah, she likes me. That's so, awesome. um, yes, and, and we dance a lot. He's, oh, by the way, anybody wants something fun to do with Buzz, he loves to dance with you. Like, he's ready. It's crazy. I don't know if they have room for the next Dancing with the Stars. But they should let Buzz do it. Um, he's salsa dance. He's tangoed. There's a difference. That yes. I learned that. I didn't know that. I learned that. <laughs> That's how bad of a dancer I am. All of a sudden, Buzz is like, no, no, no. Now it's tango time. And I'm like, what? What's up to happen? And he's like, I'll show you. I got this. Um, there's, uh, yeah, he's, he's done waltzing with me. Um, he's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't, I, I guess it's part of his uh, computer system. I, whatever right. hard drive they gave him when they rebooted him. Amazing. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. If it's also, especially if you have kids, 
he's amazing with kids, um, awesome. especially now that they have him alone. Because I think when they were together, you know, some kids gravitate towards Woody, some kids gravitate towards uh, Buzz, and, you know, they'd kind of do their own thing with the different groups. Um, I think now that Buzz gets to have his own platform, he's like, yes, let me show you what I can do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's he's a lot of fun. And he does just great, great job with kids, especially if kids are kind of, like, scared or nervous around characters. I would recommend him as one of the best best ones to see. That's awesome. All right, so last one in the lightning round. <laughs> What experience that you have had at Walt Disney World would you want to see again through the eyes of, well, through the eyes that you did the first time? Does that make sense? I don't know. Okay, one more time. Okay. So what experience? No, that makes sense. What experience? I'm buying myself time to answer the question by asking it again. Yeah, yeah. What experience would you ha- would you want to have over again at Walt Disney World for the first time? Hmm. This is the this is wanted, the big heavy one. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think uh, what helps with the magic is also the people you're with, and um, you know whether it be your child whether it be your husband or wife or partner you know um in my case i would say my dad was the first that introduced me to disney so i would love to be able to have that memory again of my first time going through actually not i'm not even gonna say magic kingdom i'm gonna say epcot Mm -hmm. going through epcot and seeing the dancing fountain and i remember i didn't understand how that worked Right, and I was like, "How are they jumping? Like, how is it going into the floor?" And then the, the you know, for a three year old, that's like the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And I kept trying to catch it. I was like, "I can get this! I can get this!" I'm running around, and my dad's with me, and he's trying to help me catch it. And um, uh, I would say I would want to have that that memory again and to do it over as like an adult with him. I think that would be fun. Is to be like, "All right, we're back." And we are going to get soaking wet again, and I'm going to try to catch it. <laughs> See if we're better at it this time. No. So I think I'll do that. And I'm probably am I the first person not to say Magic Kingdom? You're the you're maybe the second, but everyone has always gravitated back to seeing the castle the first time. Yeah. See, I feel like see, I the reason I didn't say the Magic Kingdom is because every time I walk through those doors or not doors, just walk through those that archway, I feel like it's the first time all over again and I get those butterflies. Right. So it's almost like it's that magical that every time I right. see that castle, it's not like I've ever gotten used to it. And over the thousands of times, um, it, it, and so good. No, yeah, it's just, it, it's amazing that something has that much power that it right. feels like a whole new experience or you still get the, that first time you know, butterflies, like it's a first kiss or for it. I don't know how it does it. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it, I think it evolves though. I think, you know, the, the more you go, it's, it's still that, that awesome feeling of being there, but it, it's akin to being home or akin to being back to that place where you can then make more memory. I, I don't know. 
it's, like it's more oh, depth definitely. to it each time. Yeah, yeah, more depth to it oh, each time. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I think there's something new I notice every time, too. Like, I didn't know there was, on Main Street, there's a lamp that's lit above the store from across from the confectionery. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's meant to be for a wall or for somebody. I don't know. It's meant, I, I have to do the tour. Um, right. Somebody was telling me that, that it means something. I never noticed it. Um, and all of a sudden, on a dead street, I'm like helping close Magic Kingdom like usual. Right. I see that lamp is lit. And I'm thinking, who is that for? Like, is it for Walt? Is it, right. you know, what is that? And like, again, it creates this whole other um, addition to that view of the Magic Kingdom. And now there's this other world above. And you know, so yeah, you're right. Every time it does evolve into something different. Um, and there's always a new experience with it to every time you go, but I still, I always just, I get that excitement. Like I know magic's going to happen. Like I walk through there and I'm like, Oh my God, I know it's going to be the best day ever. Like it just never fails. And so for me, um, I, you know, it's almost like I get to relive that moment already. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of like a, a more obscure one that you can't easily relive. I have to say, when I pass by the fountains in Epcot, I smile the, you know, the sporting fountains, but right. I don't feel like I relive that moment. So right. I will say, yeah, I, I can't, I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure nobody has ever said, <laughs> oh, I can't wait to relive the moment of watching fountains squirt and the kids running through it. Um, right. But, you know, in my case, it just, it holds a special memory with my dad and also just being sense. a little kid. Did you never, have you ever seen an adult in there? No, uh, like realistically, no. now I kind of as an adult want to go and letting the kids go. Yeah, yeah, that's the kids. Now I think I'm now on top of the wall. I think you just gave me another idea to go run through the fountain. Yeah, <laughs> and try to catch <laughs> them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so so yeah, for me, you know, getting to do something, you know, uh, reliving that moment as if you were a kid again, I think is is a neat opportunity. Awesome. Awesome. Well. Maria, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us this evening. Um, oh, thank what, you. Uh, what 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 else what else you got? What else uh any any final thoughts? Um obviously throw out the Instagram handle anywhere else people can find you. Um well, of course at mini maria mouse and um you know for me I'm just I'm so excited to get to talk Disney with anybody anytime. So the fact that I got to talk about Disney for two hours with you is amazing. Yeah. That's like mm-hmm. my version <laughs> of heaven. Yeah, um, you know, my uh, even my husband, luckily, thank God, likes to talk about Disney. But that's why I have Disney Grant, is I love to talk about Disney. Right. So for me, um, you know, I would say anybody that's listening, if you want to talk Disney, just write me a message. Um, a lot of people are scared to write me. Um, I've been messaged that before saying they thought that I wouldn't write back or I don't know why. I was like, this is the whole point of it. Like, why do we have Instagram and people aren't going to write back to each other? I don't know. I get it. Um, so, uh, so, no, I love talking to people. Um, I'm notorious for writing somebody a message, including you guys, at 3 or 4 in the morning. Right. So, right. That's awesome. so you you will you will get a message from me uh, within 24 hours. But yeah, no, I love talking Disney. Um, I think I spent three hours with one of my Instagram friends discussing Dumbo last night. Um, <laughs> I know. Yes, you can spend 
three hours discussing Dumbo. (laughs) If you are a crazy Dumbo fanatic um, (laughs) like me. So yeah, I, so for me, I would say um, as like a final thought is that you use Instagram as a way to reach out to each other. And I think I've said this a ton, but to be inspired by each other Mm. and, uh, and I'm definitely that person. If you want to talk Disney stuff or tips and tricks, it's why I started it, you know, and I'm blessed to have so many people that still want to interact with me and, uh, and all of us learn together. I, you know, as much as I may give tips and tricks, I learn something new from talking to you or from talking to others. So the more of us talk, the more we get to learn about uh, Disney and ways to have more fun at Disney. Uh, yes, that is possible to even have more fun. Yes. Um, so for me, it's it's a blessing. Um, so I, I thank you guys for being a part of my Disney adventures in life. Hey, podcast, Dave, again, wanted to say thank you one more time for Maria coming on and uh, spending so much time with us talking our favorite love, which is Walt Disney World. Please be sure to go follow her on Instagram at Mini Maria Mouse. Again, thank you so, so much for listening. Be sure to check us out on all of the things Social media-wise, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, at Brandy and Dave. If you have any suggestions, any thoughts, anything regarding the podcast, please uh, hit us up on uh, any of any of those social media platforms via DM or whatever. Um, also, if you could, rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, It would be much, much appreciated and goes a lot further than you would think in helping us out. So for Brandy, I am Dave. Thank you again so much for listening. Thanks again, Maria, for coming on, and we will talk to you all real soon.